In this episode, we talk about magic items in Dungeons & Dragons, so stay tuned. Hey folks, Brian here. In today's episode, I want to talk to you all about magic items in Dungeons & Dragons. As many of you know, you have seen magic items and you've probably played with magic items in your tabletop game or in a video game. You have also seen them in movies and pop culture, so you're pretty much familiar with what a magic item is. But for the folks out there who may not know exactly what a magic item is, because maybe you have a little self-doubt if you've even seen one, a magic item is an item that allows the character to have a certain power or ability that's special and unique to them or to that item itself. So for example, the um, sword sting from the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit is an elven dagger, but in this case, it is an elven dagger used by a hobbit, so for them, it's like a short sword, and it glows a faint blue when evil is around, specifically when orcs are around. And that magic item, again, doesn't add any crazy buff to their attack, right? It doesn't do some immense damage when they attack, but when Frodo uses it, he can see and sense if there's going to be any orcs or urukai or any evil creatures around him. So in that sense, it gives him foresight into anything that's going to be in his surrounding area, and he can make decisions based off of that. And another example would be like Captain America's shield, right? It's made out of one of the most durable metals, and it can withstand almost everything. So, in that sense, the physical properties give the character or the user or wearer something of an ability boost. But in addition, it adds to the character, right? It adds something from the story perspective that is unique to the character. Speaking about Captain America's shield, it symbolizes how he defends people from evil, how he defends um, the innocent from harm, and so on and so forth. If we look at Mjolnir, in one way, it kind of it, it's kind of a tangible um, example, or maybe even a physical manifestation of Thor's power. However, as you see, it, and again, this is if you're looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is kind of more easily consumed and more easily accepted in the MCU, a Mjolnir actually becomes an example of his power. Really, he doesn't need Mjolnir to be worthy of the power of Thor. He, you know, he has his power within him. So in that sense, a magical item can also provide um, characters with a physical representation of what is internal. Now, with all that being said, why it, why are magic items needed, right? Why are magic items a big thing in Dungeons and Dragons? I personally think that magic items are big because they do exactly what they're meant to do. They provide characters with cool items that they can use in game, and they provide them with um 
plot points or story points or ways to hook them to the world. It therefore increases their character's output, but more so it increases kind of the stakes and the shares that the player has in the world. So, for example, the Lord of the Rings, we see how the One Ring of Power was created. Sauron created this ring to rule over people and to essentially allow himself to have control over people. And once that magic item was made, the world changed. The world became different. And the world would never really be the same after that. It was a big point in the history of Middle-earth. And I view that with magic items. I view that magic items, for the most part, have a uniqueness and have a ability that is separate from other you know material and therefore it 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 has a hook on the world that is unique and that doesn't really match with anything else so those items tell their own story have their own lore have their own background whatever it may be and when the player acquires that item they are the next user of that item they are able to tell their story it's kind of like you know if you were to picture a book that has been or a journal and you know let's say a journal a journal that's been passed down from one generation to another you know excuse me you had one person maybe a parent of some sort pass it down to their child and so on and so forth and it's a journal full of memories and wisdom and thoughts and so on and so forth and obviously with that journal they're able to use you know they're able to gain wisdom from it and they're able to impact their world with it same thing with a magic item when they have a match a unique item they're able to impact the world in a way that actually is going to change them it's going to have an you know an internal change or or an intrinsic change um, that is portrayed outside So that is one thing that I think magic items do from a player perspective. From a dungeon master perspective, there are so many cool things you can do. There are so many stories you can write. You know, each little item that you create that has some significant value that you want to give to the players. And again, keyword is want. There can be some significant value or there can just be some silly reason or it could just be a very simple reason. But either way... There are a lot of different ways you can incorporate story, you know, through through tension and drama, you can incorporate dialogue and story. That's a great way for a dungeon master to almost sink or capture the attention of their audience every now and then. For example, you know, you can write in as a plot hook that the adventuring party as they travel see a glowing staff in the middle of the river where they're you know stopping to rest and that could be a plot hook right that could be a story hook where they go in and they are able to kind of manipulate that um i think you know those are two great ways to add those elements of story building and world building with magic items 
Now, the importance of them, again, <clears throat> I mentioned earlier, they do a lot for the story. They increase the character's output, you know, in, from the inside out. Now, why, why do we hold so much value in that? Well, I think it goes back to the stories that were told, right? The stories that we find in mythology, Excalibur, um, you know, being one of those examples. We see um, in, in modern days and in modern, modern video games, we look at Ashbringer from World of Warcraft. They have, yes, a unique lore that, again, that, you know, in the sense of Ashbringer, impacted the World of Warcraft. It has its own story, and when a player acquires that weapon, they feel like they're part of the universe, and they feel, you know, as if they have some stake in the game. No pun intended. And, you know, when it comes to why it's needed, I think those items are necessary because it gives that player, at the end of the day, it gives that player that that unique treasure that unique piece of something to hold on to and it gives them ownership not only from a literal perspective of ownership of the magic item right you know it could be something as simple as a plus one sword which for those of you who are unfamiliar with dungeons and dragons a plus one sword is a very basic weapon it is a weapon that does plus one damage uh, some dms can have it where it does plus one to the attack roll and to the you know attack dice or whatever or to the actual row you know it uh to the actual roll excuse me um in, within combat so if you roll a 16 it would add plus one so it'd be 17 let's say that hits and then if it does 1d6 damage it would do 1d6 plus 1 plus whatever that strength modifier or dex modifier is. But point is, that can be a huge difference, right? That can mean that, that can mean hitting the monster or hitting the creature and not hitting the creature, um, which therefore can change the story. So something as simple as that, yes, can change the story, but it, it also gives that character ownership because especially when you're starting out at lower tier levels within Dungeons and Dragons, magic items can save the player's butt. You know, I mentioned earlier, or rather I just mentioned about the determining, the, 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 that, that plus one can be the determining factor. But think of it this way. And, you know, first edition, you know, red box Dungeons and Dragons, the magic item or the artifact would have a mystery about it. The players didn't know what they acquired. They didn't know what the properties were. The game master had to roll those properties behind the DM screen and let the player know. So whenever you acquired a magic item, not only was it unique, not only did it say that you had this special item, you know, because you could show them, you could show your friends, you know, this little index card or whatever, but you owned it. You were probably at that time the only person to own that magic item. And especially in the world that you built, you were definitely the only person that owned that magic item in that world. 
And that sense of ownership brings a sense of responsibility, not only from a character perspective, but from a player perspective. I can't tell you how many times that I've had players who have magic items and they've forgotten it in their, you know, at the house or at the game store and immediately text me saying, oh my gosh, I can't find it. I misplaced it. You know, it's like having a sense of ownership and, and belonging. And you all might think, well, they shouldn't have misplaced it in the first. If, if they really felt ownership over it, they shouldn't have misplaced it. Well, you know, we're all human. We do things. But that that kind of reaction of like, oh my gosh, I misplaced it. That means that they're invested in the world. And it's not like they forgot their character sheet, which is something that they actually need to play the game. You know, it's a magic item. I can redo that in a, in a heartbeat, especially because I know that what I gave them um, was XYZ item. You know, I, I have it written down. It's, it's one of those things that's unique with Dungeons & Dragons that you don't find in any other video game and you don't find it often in tabletop gaming. You see it in pop culture, but you see it in pop culture because it's a story, you know, they're telling a story. Dungeons & Dragons is telling a story. You know, that item has a story. That item makes the story richer makes the character richer it allows the character to have ownership and reflect upon that item and upon their stake in the game so to speak we look at luke skywalker when luke skywalker inherits um anakin's lightsaber you know his father's lightsaber first he knows it's his father's lightsaber so it immediately he immediately probably feels a connection to anakin skywalker and that that's the first layer right that provide oh and and when i say layer it it can go as deep as you want but it provides a uh, some connection to his father he that he doesn't know he just knows that he fought in the clone wars from there it's a you know that layer increases and it's like oh vader's my father well wait a minute and then it starts to add and add and add to the point where when he uses that lightsaber he feels a connection to his father with all the things that have happened all the history behind that just one single lightsaber you know it's this full in-depth deep layer whatever you want to call it story that has now impacted the character and do you think that luke doesn't feel a sense of ownership over it you don't think that the character of luke doesn't feel like he should own that and that he should you know that 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 is a sacred thing that's why in the movies when you see him passing it on to someone or tossing his lightsaber that's not just some you know you know that that shouldn't be some willy-nilly thing it should mean something which hence the reason a lot of fans have kind of attacked that scene when he threw away his lightsaber that 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 was something that he wouldn't have done so back to dungeons and dragons and back to magic items that you know that item is going to tell a story and that item is going to show why this item is important right it's going to tell the character hey 
uh, even if it's a plus, and again, this is my theory and this is my thesis. If you do feel differently, comment below, DM me, email me, no, no, you know, no problem. But even if it's a plus one magic item, a very simple bare bones magic item that is really used for tier one play, even that can have a story to it. Even that can show to the players, hey, I am, you know, I am doing this thing with, um, with, you know, this item and I'm making changes in this world that are going to impact everyone. It's going to impact myself. It's going to impact the team. It's going to impact the party rather, and it's going to possibly impact the world so whatever i do with this i have the responsibility to you know make it right i have the responsibility to use this item prudently now with all that being said not everyone thinks that way and that's okay your players are not going to naturally think that way this takes kind of time this takes time to think about this takes time to reflect and ponder on these topics but it also takes time um, and experience in thinking of this in this manner in this way to you know think of it often right so one way and one easy way that you can start using magic items in your D&D world but using D- using these magic items to really make strong connections between the world and your players is by controlling the amount of magic items are available to the player now that might sound a little bit contradictory to what i said but hear me out if a player knows that they can go to a magic shop and they can buy any magic item that they want it makes magic seem saturated and it makes it seem bland yet when players have to go through certain obstacles to acquire magic items then it makes the magic item rare and it makes it worth the quote-unquote hunt so when they go dungeon diving and they find a magic item they're not just gonna sell it to a magic shop right because that magic shop maybe they can make money or maybe they will but they know that they're gonna run into some really you know high-end customers in the game and perhaps attract attention but there's gonna be stake in the game there's gonna be there's a value to that magic item so therefore it'll affect everything so one thing again a very simple thing that i would do is regulate the amount of magic items that you distribute in the world and to your players make even you know you don't have to make magic you don't have to have a low magic setting to do this just make those magic items hard to get i mentioned regulation well in in the world we regulate certain items do the same thing regulate the magical items that you want in your world let it be where you know they can purchase it through there or through a black market or whatever but make it so that it's difficult it provides the players with a challenge because if they're challenged then they're going to see that it has a value that is 
probably the easiest way to incorporate magic items and to essentially um, create value within those magic items. So folks, I appreciate you all listening in to the episode. If you did like this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, and comment down below if you have that capability. Until next time, folks, keep gaming.